Hi, best friends. I'm Tabby. And I'm Caitlin. And today we will be discussing The X-Hex by Rachel Hawkins. So (laughs) I went into this with like not super high expectations and it proceeded to not even really meet those. Yeah, agreed. Um, It wasn't that it was like bad. It just wasn't good. Yeah. It's just strictly okay. And that's fine. Like, it was uh, better than a Wattpad book. Yeah. I just wanted more. Is yeah. All. I will say, like, before we give our ratings, I'll go ahead and talk about it uh, from the Goodreads perspective. And maybe maybe we should have checked the rating beforehand because <laughs> I'm looking now. It's a 3.52. Ooh, that's not very good It's on not Goodreads. very good because there's over 160,000 reads. That's arguably not a good read then. No, it's it's arguably an okay read. Just to read the back of the book as per usual. 9 years ago, Vivian Jones nursed her broken heart like any young witch would. Vodka, weepy music, bubble baths, and a curse on the horrible boyfriend. Sure, Vivi knows she shouldn't use her magic this way, but with only an orchard hayride scented <laughs> candle on hand, she isn't worried it will cause him anything more than a bad hair day or two. That is until Reese Penhollow, descendant of the town's ancestors, breaker of hearts, and annoyingly just as gorgeous as he always was, returns to Graves Glen. What should be a quick trip to recharge the town's ley lines and make an appearance at the annual fall festival turns disastrously wrong. With one calamity after another striking Reese, Vivi realizes her silly little ex-hex may not have been harmless after all. Suddenly, Graves Glen is under attack from murderous wind-up toys, a pissed-off ghost, and a talking cat. The cat didn't attack Graves Glen. Um, so, some interesting things to say. Uh, arguably, not very interesting. He actually said two words. <laughs> um, Vivian Reese have to ignore their off-the-charts chemistry to work together to save the town and find a way to break the breakup curse before it's too late. They also did not ignore their chemistry. They kind of start- leaned right like- into it. <laughs> I usually judge a book based off of, like, what percentage of the way through I am, like, before they bang the first time, Mm -hmm. and they barely made it to that halfway mark. Yeah, and, like, there were a whole lot of close calls leading up to it, too. Like, there was some heavy petting leading up to it. They truly were little horn dogs for each other. Yeah. I think I disagree with the back of the book. (laughs) (laughs) I have some, some beef with the back of the book. That was actually incredibly misleading. What would you rate this book? I gave it a 6.73 out of 10. <laughs> um, like, it wasn't dog water. Like, it wasn't, like, the worst thing I've ever read. For sure. But, for sure. No, I have read like, way worse. I did get bored, mm-hmm. like, 30% of the way through. And, like, here's my thing. If I can skim, which I did read this book, I promise. But, like, if I can skim through a book and know exactly what happened without any details like it's probably not like the best book yeah no 100% and at times I did I would be like kind of on autopilot kind of bored and I would realize that I was skimming and I would have to go back and be like did I miss anything and it's like no no. I didn't (laughs) no worries didn't miss a thing it's Uh, like I could probably pick it up at any point and know generally what's going on (laughs) yeah which I mean is like, kind of just the genre that it is. It's a rom-com. It's not deep. Yeah. And I rated it a 7.3 out of 10. Um, I thought it was cute. And I did really enjoy the vibes. 
the little Halloween town vibes. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately, it was just the plot and the characters were just underdeveloped. Yeah. And again, that's just kind of the nature of being a rom-com, I I feel. But having read now some rom-coms that have a lot more depth and substance Mm -hmm. to them, it leaves me wanting a lot more whenever I read something like this. It felt like she was wanting us to invest in what should have been like a very detailed relationship when like we only got about 50 pages of the way through before they're throwing themselves at each other. And it's like that was not enough build up for me to like truly be invested in these characters. Plus, like their history was they just had like a summer fling a decade. It, that, ago. Yeah, three months long. And like. I didn't read the back of the book before I started this. And so when I started it and there she was like, and I'm only 19. I was like, huh? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I know. I didn't read the back of the book either, but I did kind of get the feeling that it was setting us up to jump forward. So I wasn't too concerned about that. And Um, then like nine years later, I was like, okay, that makes a little more sense. um, But what doesn't make sense is how obsessed they were with each other. Yeah. Nine years later. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about the characters. (laughs) Speaking of being hung up for some reason, Vivian is hung up on this man. She's down bad. They had a three month fling nine years ago and she still like thinks about him all the goddamn time. And when she finds out that he'll be in town for like two days, it shakes her to her core. Yeah. So I would say out of all the characters, hers was probably, like, the most underdeveloped. Um, So, like, she's the most boring character I've ever read. Like, I was not invested at all. I did not care a a single bit about what happened to Miss Vivian. Okay, so it's like we have all these what are supposed to be, like, emotional scenes that I'm not interested in because I don't know anything about these characters and then all of a sudden it's like she's like the descendant of this super all-powerful like witch and whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like oh now all of a sudden she's very powerful and it's like well yeah that doesn't really make any sense now does it I think what's so frustrating about that is that that could have been such an interesting plot point yeah and we know they saved it till like the last 10 percent I know And that's what's so frustrating because we even have like hints throughout, but it just gives us nothing because we know that Vivian is, she's a witch, but she didn't grow up as a witch because her mom was like, for some reason, was like opposed to magic. But we never dive into that. We never like find out what her mom's motives are. We never understand like the reasons or how that affects her and she doesn't really care to dive into it and I'm like that's interesting because if I found out I was a witch I would be kind of interested in that well and does she ever say what happens to her parents I can't remember because it's like and I miss them every day after the tragic accident like after whatever she's like anyway like back to my life I'm like wait what happened to your parents yeah I actually don't remember But that just goes to show that, like, whatever it said about her parents was not memorable. And it had no effect on her character development whatsoever. Like, I don't know if they died or if they're still alive in Georgia or whatever. But, like, I know. Did she just go there for college? I'm Uh, so confused about why she even ended up there. I kind of feel like her parents are dead and she just kind of lives there now with her aunt and cousin. Just goes to show that it's really not very interesting. We don't care about her. 
Um, and then at the end, she like is able to break the curse and all of a sudden she like embraces being a witch. And I'm like, okay. Sure, Jan. I don't know. It just it was a whole lot of like, yes, girl, give us nothing. Like slay queen. That being said, for as like bland and uninteresting as Vivian is, Reese thinks she is the most intriguing, ethereal, beautiful. But that's how it in the fucking world. goes. And every <laughs> single one of these goddamn books, it's always like the most blandest stick in the mud bitch. And then like you've got this dude who's like, that is single-handedly the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen. She I just literally have to have her nose and <laughs> you like, know there what? is like, no one else. She must be like really hot. She's got that gorilla grip, <laughs> like super coochie <laughs> and there's, I mean, there's no other explanation for it. It was love at first fuck. And he he's down bad for life. He's down bad. Um, Reese, I think, like, could have been a really, really good main male character. And he was really funny at times. Like, I did like his inner monologue mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, he was a little cringy at times. Yeah. But I think that's any rom-com dude for some reason. But, sure. like, the catchphrases that he would say, like, holy, what is it? B-U-G-I? What is that? I don't know. Boogie? Boogie? I'm I assuming maybe it's, like, a, a saint? A Welsh word of some sort, but I I don't know any Welsh words. Yeah, and, like, that was the other thing, is I don't know what a Welsh man sounds like. And it's, like... <laughs> I was over here on Google, like, typing in, like, just Welsh man talking so I could get just a general frame of reference for what this dude's supposed to sound like in my head. Yeah. And I still don't know. No, same. And I guess it's just because we're not familiar with the accent at all. But I'm sure, like, the things that she was writing, like, his dialect, I'm sure makes sense for a Welsh character. But I just don't have any background to understand it. I'm also assuming that this author is American. And so I feel like sometimes like they take real uh, liberties with what they think like phrases in Europe should sound like. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if they actually. So maybe like it's that. actually the worst and it's a horrible representation. I'm like, it seems pretty cheesy, but I also don't live there. So I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. She probably is American. So. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe she spent time in Wales. Maybe. So um, did my family, and I still don't know what they sound like. <laughs> my well, family's from there. I think, like, he's fine. Like you said, like, he was funny at times. There were times that I actually, like, did giggle out loud yeah. during the book, and it was usually because of Reese. Like, at the end, whenever... um Vivian's like possessed by her ancestor or whatever and she's like you look just like him and he's like oh like offended that his nose I thought that was hilarious um but he what <laughs> makes him like kind of cringy to me like besides the fact that he's obsessed with this girl for no reason is his like he's like yeah I'm a successful businessman I made my own business and uh we don't know anything about that and he just like is always on the phone about it and then (laughs) apparently he can just move to another country and still run his business 
have you seen those TikToks I've sent you? It's like this dude who's like explaining what he does without really explaining what he does (laughs) and like like, marketing. Yes. And like, I can imagine that's probably along the lines of like his role. Yeah. I genuinely don't get it, but I was like, I guess I love that for you, King. I did harder every single time. He was like, I didn't necessarily like scream, but I was not proud of like the noise that came out of me. And I was (laughs) like, I feel that. That happened to him a lot. He's a little spooked. He also was just kind of a dick though, like to his his family in general. Yeah. I mean, what a strange dynamic they have. I think all of the Penhollow men are just like emotionally stunted for sure. A little damaged perhaps. Yeah. But don't worry, for some reason he's able to just fall in love immediately even though he has this really weird emotional dynamic with his family like happy for him though i hope they do well together truly so then we have gwen and gwen is actually going to be the main character of the second book the kiss curse which we'll be reading next I don't know if I'm excited for that or not yeah can you tell how excited we are at this point (laughs) I wasn't like in love with her character I think, like, there were some funny aspects about her. Yes. But. I think the way she was written, at times, she felt over-exaggerated. And, like, the author was just trying to have this cool, quirky character in her book and be so hip and cool. Because she's she's... slay girl boss pussy power. (laughs) That's 100% what was going on. And I was like ick um no like I want I want Gwen to be able to be herself and everything but like I don't think a real person would act like that though she's like every time like Jane like the mayor came in she's like oh yeah we like fucked (laughs) and it's like oh okay I think she's the type of person who is like just chronically single and she doesn't want to admit that she maybe has deeper feelings because it would make her seem weak um, that's kind of the vibe I was getting. And she was that's like, fair. yeah, I bagged that bad bitch. And she's like, but it's not serious. Ha ha. Yeah, that's fair. Because like, we never really get inside her head. So maybe yeah. that was more what was going on. Um, I mean, she was funny at times, though. Like, I didn't yes. think she's a bad character. No, I really did like her, um, her like, personality in general. I just thought it was a little over the top. Sometimes. Yeah. No, for sure. But she's also, like, a really, really good friend and family member to Vivian. Yeah, like, who else would, like, attempt to curse somebody at age 19? Like, yeah. Over a three-month fling. I know. She's so real for that. She's a true bestie. She's so supportive. (laughs) I think Um, Elaine was probably the best character, though, in this whole book. (laughs) I loved her. I think her character just evokes, like, I mean, they even said Gwen describes her as, like, Stevie Nicks. Like, she's cool, witchy. Like, she's metal as fuck. Yeah. She can, like, solve any problem immediately. Yeah. She knows how to be a witch. She's like, I'm very disappointed in you guys, but don't worry. I will fix this. I will fix it and don't let it happen again. Okay. Okay. XOXO. And, like, I love that she also secretly just loves Reese as well. And she's like, I've never begged for these bitches, but let me make you some sticky buns. Yeah, I thought their little relationship was cute. And that I feel like that helped us see a little bit more of, like, Reese's personality, that he was kind of, like, so warm and able yeah. to immediately, like, hit it off with Elaine. Because, again, like, we didn't really get much of a chance to get to know his character inside of the, like, Vivian-Reese romance 
So no. it was nice to see his interactions with other characters. Like you are a normal person. That's great. Yeah, you're not just uh, like this weirdo who's obsessed with someone from nine years ago. Um, well, you are, but you you are other things. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, um, and- couldn't tell you a thing really. He seemed like your typical oldest brother, like just trying to keep the family together. But also, like if you disappear the next day, like he may. He may be sad for a little bit, but ultimately would be like, well, that's just the way things are. Yeah. Like, he would be at your funeral, but then he wouldn't, like, talk about it or anything. Like, his main purpose in life is just to please his parents. Which, maybe we'll get more information about, like, what... Again, I think all of the Penhallow men are just emotionally stunted. I get that. Um yeah. Because, yeah, like, Bowen literally, like, disappeared to a mountain and no one knows what he's actually doing. Yeah. And I was like, um, that's, like, not normal people behavior to do that. And Not at all. Like, would love to know what he's doing up there, but. And the thing is, like, I don't want to get my hopes up too much because, like, I would hope that in book two we'll get to know, like, what makes Wells tick. But I still don't feel like I know anything about Reese. And we just read a whole book about him. Is Wells in the second book? Yeah, it's Gwen and Wells. Oh, well, that's dumb. How come they got my hopes up about Jane and, like... I don't know. I don't want to... I'm just getting out of my soapbox for a little second. And I don't want to say that that is what this author is doing. But it feels just a little bit queer baby. Yeah, that is. <laughs> um, And I'm not saying... Because totally, totally... People um, are attracted to whoever, and it seems that then Gwen's sexuality would be, like, either bisexual or pansexual, something along those lines. So totally valid for her to, you know, be attracted to a woman and also a man. I'm not saying that's not okay. Yeah, because it did say she was briefly engaged to a man, too. Yeah. So uh, was, like, a circus performer. kind of lame. I don't know. Like, uh, sit right with me. Yeah, because I'm just worried about the motivations mostly because Gwen's like character did also feel like a token queer person. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so I hope that book two gives us more. If we get to know more about Gwen as a person, then it won't feel like she's a token. So are they going for like a grumpy sunshine vibe? Like this was obviously like a second chance romance, which I already don't enjoy those like in general. I don't know i don't i haven't read the back of the book like a real opposites attract type thing clearly how are they even going to cross paths i mean unless wells is like supposed to like come in and check on reese maybe yeah i guess or well at the end of the book it literally said that simon probably wasn't going to take it well that the jones family is now like in charge of the ley line so maybe he sends wells in like on his behalf to like yeah I don't know. Yeah. I basically just wrote the second book, so you're welcome. (laughs) You can tell me more about their characters then. That's enough about Wells, (laughs) considering he's in this book for two pages. (laughs) I've got a, there's a lot of speculation surrounding Wells and Bowen. (laughs) And we're not even going to talk about Bowen because fuck that guy. He lives in the mountains. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know what else we could say about Bowen. I think we've said it all. Simon, you know, I don't even want to say anything about Simon. He, he sucks. Yeah, he's lame. He's I do, a bad dad. Yeah, he sucks. I do and like feel not like, in a good way. 
he is like he has the potential to like turn his life around but he would need to be visited by three christmas <laughs> ghosts and be scared <laughs> out of his fucking wits he's you too know? scared straight he is truly an ebenezer scrooge well um, and it's like any father that tells their child it's their fault for like their mom dying in childbirth is probably not allowed to be a father <laughs> they well they certainly need therapy and to apologize for that behavior yeah fuck simon maybe he'll right, get so- better Maybe Simon's going to get his own character development. Yeah, maybe. Truly. Slay. Okay. Well, that's enough of those guys. <laughs> There's not a lot to say. I hate most of them, but I feel like we said more than we like, even really exactly- should. Do you like that I talked more about the character that wasn't really in this book than any of the other characters? <laughs> because they, we were like, we can make it up at least with this one. I mean... I don't know if Vivi and, and Reese are going to be mentioned a whole lot in the other books, but I'm just kind of like, okay, guys, like, see you never. I know I nothing bet, about you. You know what I bet is he's going to be in town because they're going to get married and they're going to meet at Ooh, a little uh, wedding. their wedding. They're going to have some clandestine meeting and they're going to like not hit it off and they're going to be like enemies to lovers type thing. Okay. And just be kind of like forced proximity somehow. Yeah, maybe. that's. That's my prediction. Yeah. I would like that. I would like that plot a lot better than this first one, probably. Yeah. Into it. Let's hope that happens. Stay tuned. <laughs> Some thoughts and concerns. We, I mean, I already said, again, like the characters, they feel kind of blah. I didn't care about the ending, to be honest. Um, and I really don't understand them being in love. I definitely understand that they are physically attracted to each other. Sure. I don't understand anything else outside of that. Three months together with a nine-year separation seems like a long time. Like, you are both, like, fully functioning adults at that point. Like, mm-hmm. sir, like there's no way everything is just the same. <laughs> it's really weird to me. I don't understand it. But that's okay. Um, I hated that scene when they were in the haunted house. And yes. they were... <laughs> feeling each other up in the closet while two students were outside of the closet and like didn't know they were in there like that is creepy well and first of all just her hatred for this particular student like who's probably like what an 18 19 year old child because he's literally a freshman in college yeah and so first of all they're like wow okay they're probably gonna bang out there like should we and it's like that seems a little predatory i don't know like that (laughs) seems not right yeah Um, and also, I mean, like, I'm glad that the very much immediately actually, I'm, I'm glad the students didn't actually try to bang. So but like, were they going to just be quiet? So what I thought was going to happen was that this Hainsley dude, because like, why else would they bring him back in here other than for him to sacrifice this girl inside of the haunted house? Like, <laughs> why else would they be there? Like, <laughs> I most certainly if someone was like, <laughs> hey, baby girl, I want to take you on a hot date tonight. And we show up to an abandoned haunted house and like, come on in here. I've got something super special. No. And it's like, no, it's actually just a dirty ass like floor. Like, no, I'm getting like murdered. Yeah. You're like, so I right. thought he was going to be murdering this girl and they were going to be hearing that from the other door and be like, oh, shit, it was Hainsley all along. Oh, but God. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, that could have been really so interesting. So that was, like, no. really disappointing Instead, that like, the students being there literally served no purpose. Like, no purpose. Because, okay, 
let's say like the students weren't there at all. They still could have had their little moment and like gotten turned on for a second and like, like it made turned out. you on because you had to be quiet in front of your students in a closet. Like I that's fucked up. Yeah, it honestly makes things like so much worse. Like the students were there for no reason. I hate. Yeah, I what hate the that hell we was that, that scene? <laughs> it's like you had three hundred pages to make something happen, and you purposely chose to like keep that in there. The only redeeming quality I think of this book was actually the talking cat who just would just scream treats. I love that. <laughs> and I, I just think know. that was top tier writing. That is so valid. Like if my dogs could talk, they absolutely would just be yelling for treats. That was, yeah, that was peak comedy. I just was tickled. <laughs> I've never tickled to death. <laughs> never read anything funnier. By this talking <laughs> cat that demanded treats. <laughs> no, I love that too. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Um, okay. One other thing that I really just cannot stand in a rom-com book, it takes me so far out of the moment, is when authors like start to add in like, pop culture references so like the candle that they were using was a bath and body works candle and it's like mm, name dropping okay and then it's like they would mention like specific brands by name i'm like are you getting paid for this that is like, are so you getting fair. paid to mention these brands in your book because like you could have made up any name you wanted to because it's a book yeah, they also like straight up mentioned like Harry Potter being canonically like muggles existing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I got confused by that because I was like, "Are you saying the word muggles because Harry Potter became like a famous like book series in your world, or are you saying that like Harry Potter was a real person in like this Hogwarts universe? is a real ass thing in your book?" Because I don't think J.K. Rowling would like that very much. That's what I truly couldn't understand. Is like, do you just exist in a world where the Harry Potter novels exist, or because I know for a fact she's a greedy bastard and she's going to sue you for every penny you're worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and fuck her, but also explain yourself. Yeah, no, like stuff like that, like just really just snaps me right out of the moment. Yeah, I didn't like that. Like anytime like people mention like social media, anything mm-hmm. like that, like I hate it. I'm reading this book to not be in this life. I, I want know. to be in your life. <laughs> Well, that's what makes me so mad whenever books, like, literally mention the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm like, ew. (laughs) I'm reading this so I can pretend that didn't exist. Yeah, like, how dare you burst my fucking bubble like that? And that not only was, like, this book just incredibly underdeveloped, but she didn't even give us, like, good, like, spicy scenes. Mm -mm. They were trash. Like, it was borderline just, like, a behind-closed-doors type shit or, like, a fade to black, like... And what's really upsetting about that is, like, she, Vivi was always, like, thinking about, like, how good Reese is in bed. And then we so don't even get a read about it. That you can't even come up with, like, a teeny tiny bit of detail to explain it to me so I can visualize that for myself. He seems very vanilla in bed. So bad that you couldn't even describe him, like, going down on her because, like, he's probably never, like, most men just, <laughs> don't do that like she's probably never had that in her life so she couldn't even begin to describe it she's like i can't even imagine how wonderful that would be um i am not interested in reese you know yeah no i was i'm not i'm not into it <laughs> i'm sorry it kind of like, sucked i'm literally wheezing i feel like we're tearing this book to shreds 
I'm sorry. It, it's not that it was bad. It's just like she did all of the things that I hate the most. But... <laughs> it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's really not very good at I'm all. Like, I want to be like so fucking for real about this right now. <laughs> like these are my opinions. And yeah. it's like I do not want to dissuade anyone from reading this book. It was like a very cute, mindless read. Mm-hmm. And if that is what you will want, it would be a great option for you. If you want something that's like not super smutty, but you still want like a good rom-com, it is a fantastic book for that. Yes, because it really is like, it's funny, it's cute, it's vibey for the season. Yeah. It's just not um substantial and that's okay. Because like, yes, like I would consider this to be just like a cozy rom-com yeah this was a cozy halloween book yeah 100 where not a lot happened but it was okay yeah it was good and i think it's really good um especially because some people really like the um like halloween season but they truly hate anything that's actually scary and so this this book is yeah it's not scary at all and so if you are like someone who hates being scared then this is like the perfect book for you if you if you still like halloween Yeah, in conclusion, don't let my poor attitude affect your book choices. Well, you all know by now what our tastes are. And (laughs) obviously, everyone has um, different tastes. So people love this book. And unfortunately, it was not borderline abuse. So like I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyways, (laughs) we actually have a couple discussion questions about this book. Um. First question, if you actually had powers, if you were a witch, mm-hmm. would you curse an ex? And like, what would they have yeah. to do? What nothing. would they have to do to get you to nothing? Just break up with you? I'm just like a petty bitch. Yeah. Okay. No, I love you that. Know? Like, so, what kind but... of curse would you do? Like, what would be the, the thing? Um, I don't know. Probably nothing like that would affect their, like, maybe just like physically. Well, I don't want to say that, but like nothing bad nothing that i would like potentially like go to prison for but <laughs> like if it were ever somehow traced back to me but well uh, like they one of the things that they tried to curse reese with was that his hair could never like do the thing and i'm assuming by that they mean like it falls into place perfectly and like, he's got like a suave quaff like <laughs> yeah they're like we curse him to his hair will never do the thing and then they cursed him that he'd never be able to find a clit again which... That's just like so cruel to other women. Like yeah. that was like a crime against women. It wasn't even like, a crime. They actually women. acknowledged that at one point. They're like, "Thank God that didn't work because that's actually very anti-woman of us." Yeah, like that's like not girl power of you. <laughs> yeah. No, I think um, like you could maybe it'd be kind of fun to like curse them to always wake up five minutes later than they wanted to. Yeah, or like they're just never going to be able to spell definitely correctly like <laughs> defiantly yeah, like they're just gonna like they're just never going to fully be able to spell that right um, yeah that and also they're gonna forget like their anniversary every year for the rest of their life to who i'm like whatever unlucky person <laughs> marries them oh man that's kind of that one's kind of evil i love that yeah like something silly like that i'd say yeah i would totally do that too yeah and yeah, they wouldn't have to do much to piss me off. I agree. I'm or it's like their petty. sock like just slides down in their shoe like <gasps> constantly. Oh, that one's good. That one's really yeah. good. Yeah. Like nothing that's going to like physically harm them. Yeah. Just like a mild inconvenience. For sure. For sure. Agreed. 
Um, do you think you'd be able to tell if there was a whole witchcraft department at your college? <laughs> okay. I think I'd be able to tell because this was so wild to me. I'm nosy as fuck. <laughs> they were like, oh, a student will like sometimes like stumble in here by mistake. And like, what? Do they not tell anyone? Or are like, y'all like men in blacking them and like wiping their memories? Or is this like a broom closet type situation where it's like actually like a storage closet, but like when you walk in, it's like a whole fucking different part of the college. Like, how are you hiding buildings from here? Like they all they said is that there's like some kind of deterrent spell that makes them not want to walk in there. And but I'm like, people do sometimes walk in there though. So like when they see that, they're walking into a witchcraft class. Why do they not tell other people? As someone who has walked into the wrong classroom more than 10 times in my college career, like, I would stumble upon that. It doesn't matter if my body's like, this isn't right. I'd be like, no, it's probably right. Yeah, I get lost every single day. Like, I 100% would accidentally walk in. And, well, that's the thing, too, is like, it might not even be an accident. Like, what if I am like, I just want to kind of explore, like, look for a good little study spot. Like, of course I'm going to try. I'll open any door that's not locked to me. <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm going to try the Hogwarts ass looking buildings. Like that's it's probably like cool. a super like fucking embellished door and stuff. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> don't go in here. And then like you can literally hear on the other side of the door that the, like, like that choir spells. is like something oh, wicked. This time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would absolutely be in there every single day and I'd be like, ooh, I love this little study nook. And they would be like, this bitch again. Like, like how do you keep getting in here? <laughs> I'd be like, we've hey, moved six times. Hey, guys, I love your robes. Like, super cute for the Halloween season. Love that you're so Here. festive. Hey, guys, it is December, but I love that you're keeping the spirit alive. Is this like a secret society or how do I, I join? join? Yeah. I've always wanted to be in a cult. Yeah, and they have in the library, they have a fucking witchcraft section. It's all one library. <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> I'm absolutely going to be reading that. I just don't understand it. Um. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> That wraps up uh, the X-Hex for this week. Join us next week. We are going to be discussing monster romances. I'm so excited. I'm genuinely excited. I'm doing a lot of research for you guys. I am too. I am about to bust out some of just the most monstrous, disgusting monster romances you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. The smuttiest, monsteriest romances in the world. Um, the week after, we are going to discuss The Kiss Curse by Rachel Hawkins, which is the second book, of course, we talked about. And it focuses on Gwen and Wells. Somehow. So. <laughs> Hopefully, we get to like them a little bit more. Um, but go ahead and get started on that. We'll talk to you next time. And as always, let's get lit.